Talking today with Mr. Neil Jones, coming fresh off of an event that happened not too long ago. In fact, that's how I even found out about you. I tuned into a segment of uh, called Game Dev Direct, and there was a portion on either day one or day two called Black Voices in Gaming. Now, your game, your recent game, uh, Aerial Knights, was one of the trail or one of the indies that just had their trail had a uh, gameplay trailer and then you went ahead or they went ahead and did a interview with you a full walkthrough of one of the game's uh, levels yeah man it was really cool how was that uh yeah it was it was interesting I, i've been doing a, a few interviews uh lately with a bunch of different people so you know it's just uh cool sitting down and talking with people and um, I'm glad people are interested in the game. No, I, I, mean, I, would, I would, I would figure that just, I mean, to get uh, more exposure on your game, but that was some, that was something that was displayed on like IGN and game trailers. Like that was a large scale event that you so happened to be a, a guest speaker on. Yeah, man, it, it's exciting. I try not to think about it too much, uh, actually, because, you know, if you overthink it, you you end up saying the wrong thing and, you know, messing up. So I just try to, you know, just be real chill with it. You know, anybody who wants to talk to me, I just, you know, hop on and try to answer their questions as best as I can. Um, yeah, I'm just glad they got an opportunity to play the game and, like, uh, asked me to be on and, you know, all those good things. <laughs> Yeah, so then afterwards, you're like, oh, my God, I was on IGN.com and game trailers and and GameSpot. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, they did it last year um, as well. It was on uh, Steam and all of those places. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait for in-person events to come back, though, even though it, uh, these are very exciting. Um, you know, I'm just in my room all the time. Just, I feel like I'm just talking to a camera. No, I get it. In fact, there was this whole thing of indie devs now facing, or this was back when the pandemic happened, because there have been there would be several game developer conventions or conventions that would have indie game devs. They would display their games on a booth and you know, take their own flat screen TV and set up and everything for other people to come up and play. And that would be a great exposure for them. Minus whatever cost it was to own a booth, of course, there, there was a fee, but one of the cases that is an option for game developers like yourself to get out there and to show your work also see other what other people are doing and with that gone well i mean you're probably gonna have to uh deal with the best and the worst of the internet and i'm sure besides just the wanting to go out to places that's something you thought about as a developer with uh, actually a couple of projects because i looked at your website you worked on a few games before this yeah just just a few small uh smaller games uh a bunch of um titles that you know ndas and all that that i can't really talk about but mostly titles that never finished yeah. um but um to the point about the um events i i, I do miss some aspects of the events I, I i did set up my game at a couple of events um before the whole pandemic thing started and I, I don't miss having set up a booth and sit at the booth and hope that people come and play. And I try to win them over that way. 
Um, I much prefer this way a lot better, even though I'm dealing with a lot of the internet. Um, I, I, I do like just throwing my demo up on Steam and, you know, sending out a tweet and trying to get people to play it that way. Um, I, so I don't miss that aspect of it, but I do miss the in-person interviews and talks and meeting other uh, developers face to face. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on both sides of it. <laughs> Well, you could just bring a laptop and uh, just in the middle of the, of the convention, uh, just sit on the table and go, hey, I got a game over here. Does anybody want to play it? You'd be yeah, right next work. to your Starbucks. Yeah. People could be getting yeah, a lot. No one stops. No one wants to stop and, you know, uh, give it a shot. You have to have like a lot of, you know, uh, marketing materials. You have to have like TV set up, posters everywhere, give, give away, you know, free stickers and things like that. It, it gets really expensive. I spent quite a bit of money at the last two events that I went to before, you know, everybody stayed home. <laughs> I guess it also depends on the conventions. Some don't charge a whole lot of money uh, for developers to come and they would try to do something to help them out. I, I guess it depends on where you're at. I, I was, uh, I mean, I've been to several gaming conventions here in, in DFW and each of them have varying degrees of what they do with indie developers from DreamHack to QuakeCon and all that. So I guess it depends on where you decide to set up shop at. But you could, I mean, conventions themselves, they have pricey meals. So you could say, hey, you know what? That that cheeseburger, that's $20. I could give you 10 off if you play my game. What do you say? <laughs> what do you say? You have a half off uh, cheeseburger. Well, I don't know how, uh, how, <laughs> how beneficial that would be to me making money off the game <laughs> if I'm charging people to play it. Or if I'm well, paying people to play it. it. You, you would be like, hey, you know what? If you play my game, then I'll uh, I'll help you uh, pay off uh, whatever. You you want to get a sandwich, a deli sandwich that would be four bucks anywhere else, but at conventions, it's like 10 or 12. I, I could yeah. help you half off on that meal. How about it? You play my game. Come on. Man, I, if, if, if I'm that desperate to get somebody to play my game, I'm like, I, I, maybe I should make a different game. Uh, but no, I hear I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing is what what some game developers would try to do is just come up and uh, I mean at conventions may not even be setting up booths, but just coming up to people, meeting other people, and just casually throwing or mentioning, "Hey, I made this game" or something like that. It'd be I wouldn't be, I don't even know if you would call it advertising, but it would be some sort of like free market word of mouth where you're where you're just having a conversation about someone and then you know this is what i do like what are some other ways besides the conventional regarding in person that you've tried i mean conventions are like the main you know focus of you know the indie circuit if you want to call it that um but just conventions award shows uh trying to get you know nominated for things and highlight it in certain ways so that uh, your name is just out there. Um, and that's one of the reasons I put like my actual name on the game so that um, not only I can, I can promote this game, but whatever game I come up with after this, um, people will have that name recognition and kind of you know, know that I made this one as well. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. I, I just like, I've been to several conventions. I even been to game dev organizations or big local game dev clubs or not well, I want to be clubs but uh, something like the Dallas Society of Play where it's a bunch of 
indie game devs and they're in an office together eating free pizza and talking about the latest uh, builds and they would all group together whenever they go to conventions i think the Dell society play would run out some spare boost for some of the devs that otherwise would have to pay for them uh or something like that like i think i mean from where you live i don't know what the indie scene is like so I can't really say this is everywhere, but I know somewhere out there, there's gotta be other places besides uh, trying to uh, take the risk of spending several hundred dollars or so to hopefully get noticed. Yeah, yeah there, there's a couple of things up here in Michigan we do. Uh, there's a, a small, but you know, very active indie uh, scene up here. Uh, we all kind of know each other and try to help each other out as best we can. Um, but for the most part, uh, we just kind of just work on a game. I think the best thing to do is just to, like, make a really good game. Because um, at the end of the day, that's all people really care about. And uh, make sure that it's eye-catching and has some kind of really good hook that make people want to stop and play it. Um, and that's really what I try to do uh, with uh, my game. Uh, hence the music and all the style and the animations and all that. Um, so yeah, to stand out and just, you know, put a lot of effort into trying to make sure that people can stop and play it, want to stop and play it. Yeah, I noticed when looking at your game, it's got an interesting art style. Now you put it on your Twitter account, uh, No More Heroes is the best game ever. And just looking at the art direction, I could see where you were inspired by uh, what is your uh, runner, Aerial Knights. And uh, I think that's really cool to experiment with this runner the runner genre i think most when most people think of the runner genre they think of it as something on the mobile platform but it's not usually looked at as fondly as just a regular platformer or something uh else unless i I don't know but uh occasionally there's things like bit runner or something like that but yeah i mean i i really like uh, runner games of course but uh what 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 makes yours stand out like what what are some things that you put in your game yeah so um like you said the runner genre hasn't really changed much in a while uh so when i went about it i really want to make take the the basic uh, i'm sorry I, want, I really want to take the basic game mechanic and do something different with it give the player a little bit more options um, add some style with, you know, the animations and uh, add cutscenes. A lot of uh, old school or classic runners don't have cutscenes and all these things and just bring it into, you know, current times into 2022 or 2021, I'm sorry. But yeah, we, we, we did a lot with just getting, uh, making the, the, the genre more modern. Oh. Um, and this, this game actually has an ending. It's not an uh, endless runner. Uh, like past runners uh everything's hand placed nothing's procedurally generated um so that uh, you can speed run it you can memorize the level uh and you can use that to base off of uh use that to get a better time uh, we track times so we track the current level we, and we track the overall game um and we have different difficulty settings so you have a normal hard and insane mode um and each mode makes the game harder in different ways so insane mode adds more obstacles Hard mode gets rid of the slow motion um, of the game so that you can just burn through the whole game. And in normal mode, you can uh, choose to dash 
um, which you can do in all the modes. But if you want to just play normal mode, but in a harder way, you can dash through the entire level if you're good enough and if you uh, kind of know what's coming. No, I looked at it. It looked like a lot of fun. It looked like something that might be pretty hard as well. Which that is an interesting thing. Now, when I was talking about runners earlier, I guess I was thinking of uh, when there would be those tie-in or mobile tie-ins to movie franchise. They would either do Temple Run or they would do like a, a uh, straightforward runner or just something like familiar to another game. But uh, I, I've played run- indie runners that would be their own thing as well. I mean, uh, bit runners. Uh, probably like a popular uh, one uh what t- it was the runner genre just something you're really inspired by to make this game or was it just out of a different concept and the runner gameplay was just something so happened to be the style that you end up going with yeah so w- uh, when i first started the game it was always meant to be a runner but i didn't have necessarily all of the mechanics that i wanted to so um, I picked up more and more mechanics over time. Uh, when I first started off, it was, just, it was just a basic runner. And then over time, I added a lot of style and a lot of uh, different uh, ways of doing things to it to change it up a lot. The, um, I, I didn't really think of think about um, other games that it, it would be like. I, I intentionally don't look at other games in the genre that I haven't already played before You know, I started the game. Um, just because I don't want to draw, take too much influence from, you know, other things. I want to like make things as much as my concept as I can. And I think, I think it it came out pretty well. (laughs) No, I mean, again, I love the art style. I mean, it definitely reminds me of uh, uh, Suda51's games. And I, uh, I mean, just the sort of world that you got going on, uh, there was like a gif that uh, really caught my eye. And it was the, when the main character got out of a building and he was looking up at the top. And uh, it was it was just kind of showing a little bit of what he was trying to achieve. Like I'm going to the Steam page. I think it's uh, right there as well. By the way, this is published by uh, HeadUp. Like what got you into that deal with specifically said publisher so the head up deal came pretty much when i was wrapping up development on my own um about a year ago or so they reached out and uh said they were interested in there were a couple of other publishers who also reached out um but they didn't really offer me anything that i kind of wanted to go for but head up sent in the first email they sent a really really good first email breaking down the game me, everything I was trying to do with the game, stuff that I didn't even like really talk about. Uh, they kind of just understood uh, where I was coming from and where I was trying to go with it. Um, so yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit. They um, uh, suggested that I kind of make the game a little bit longer because the game was extremely short on the first pass. It was only a couple of levels. Um, I had, you know, did it all by myself for free. You know, it was just like the spare time thing for me. Um, and, you know, they, they offered uh, help with porting to other platforms, um, things like that. So uh, the game is still, you know, short in comparison to, you know, major AAA games, because I try to remind people all the time that I'm, <laughs> I'm just one guy trying to make this uh, thing on my own, basically. 
Um, but uh, overall, I think, uh, you know, uh, the head up reaching out really helped me uh, kind of solidify the, the game, make a, get uh, the story really set in stone, uh, even though it's pretty vague so people can figure it out on their own. Well, I wouldn't expect a game like this to be extremely long, especially that you're going for speed running. You want people to, I mean, part of the whole ideal is to, for players to test how uh, fast can they complete each level or complete the game. I'm sure that's something you thought of having a high score mode or a speed run mode and other modes that take advantage of uh, what this is or what you got going on. Now, Head Up is actually one of the indie publishers that I have business ties with. So there is one disclosure of that. I do know the PR agent, uh, Gregory. So that's when I looked at that. I was like, oh, that's cool. So you work with HeadUp. And they've done some really uh, neat indies before that, you know, touch on familiar genres. So I think it's awesome to see this. Uh, Now on the gifts, you also put in the uh or to, to teach people how to play the game because on steam there are people who would use the ws or, or uh w what am i saying pronouncing that wrong the WASD. wasd yeah now is c- controller support another thing for those who want to really uh button yeah. Mash or yeah yeah we have controller support as well it's one of the things head ups uh also you know helped me out with beforehand i didn't it was like strictly pc only uh, keyboard and mouse but now you know controller support is there okay i mean because that i've that figure somebody that would be in the speed runners are also into those old school runner games back then uh or uh, 2d platformers that they play on mm-hmm. the nes or something like that or but i mean to get like an xbox or playstation controller or steam or pc <coughs> to plug into this i think that would be really cool uh, but I I just really love the environments here that you got, uh, just the, the lush green. And from what I see that the character is trying to dodge uh, a lot of obstacles in their way. Like, what are some challenges to throw in, that you're throwing at the player to keep them on edge? Yeah, so that's another thing uh, that I try to do differently than other uh, speedrunners uh, was to give uh, players uh, challenges and obstacles that they normally wouldn't have thought of, um, such as like police cars chasing them, uh, drones chasing them while they also have to dodge, slide and jump over obstacles in front of them. Um, And just, you know, using a mix of things because not all obstacles can only have one answer. So some obstacles you can slide under and jump over. Um, We color cord everything. So, you know, we tie them to the the triggers and the buttons uh, so that you can kind of uh, try to gauge what to do by looking at those colors and looking at the obstacle and making your choice as how you think would be the best way to go about it. No, that's uh, it's really awesome. Uh, I mean, it's a well-crafted game you have here. I even like the other demo that you presented when you were towards uh, Black Voices in Gaming I believe it was at a city. So what's, what sort of other environments would the player expect besides right here uh, on the Steam page where you're uh, running through what looks like partially near a forest, but also near a parking lot. And then, uh, of course, the big city that you have going on. 
Yeah, the, the game takes place, uh, starts off in the outskirts of, of Detroit or Detroit-like city, um, and you work your way towards downtown. So you uh, kind of just go through a lot of city environments, uh, but we do have bonus levels that take you inside of a mini game that gives you, I won't even call it an environment, but a different kind of look to the game. Yeah, I remember that I saw that too, where the camera would go from 2D side scrolling uh, uh, left to right. There was a, uh, a, uh, a front view where mm -hmm. your character is walking forward towards something or walking or running away from something. And there's the whole thing about dodging missiles, dodging other things too. So I, I like what you're uh, doing with that. Just, uh, or mixing it up by changing the camera perspectives. I bet that was probably a lot for you being the developer, having to program all that. What was the most challenging thing out of? I did. Uh, I did have a lot of help programming. Yeah. Um, I didn't program the entire game by myself. When I first started, I uh, pretty much had to handle most of it, um, most of the heavy lifting. But uh, programming is the thing I had the most help with. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but I, I still implemented uh, all of those changes and, you know, did it, like all those custom camera angles. Everything that you see in the game is pretty much hand placed. Um, so it's really tedious. It would have been a lot easier to do it uh, in a procedurally genera generated way. Um, but it, the, the feel doesn't, you know, come off the same way, you know. How so? Like what if you did make this game with procedurally generated levels do you feel like the experience would still work like you, you would keep it the same story and the story would progress but the levels they would be different or maybe you're you were thinking of a roguelike well, like what are some ideas you feel like maybe this could maybe i could have put this in or possibly dlc or or if not like Maybe for another game, there was this idea I thought of for Aerial Knights, and it's just not going to come in the final picture. But hey, you know what? Who knows? Maybe in the future, I'll think about it. Oh yeah, I had a you know a lot of stuff that I wanted to do, like in the grand scheme of things. But I, I take development in the opposite path of you know how a lot of uh, development of games go. Um, a lot of times they start off with you know the biggest idea with all the features of all the concepts and then they you know start cutting things back and I, I work the opposite way I start with the smallest amount of things I, I basically want a, a block that functions and kind of you can play the game just as a block and then uh, I start adding things adding art adding levels adding different concepts and camera angles and all that kind of stuff um so uh, I didn't get to, you know, my complete list of, you know, the the hundred levels that I wanted and all the environments and all the different types of bonus levels. Uh, but I, uh, everything that I do have in there is, you know, really solid. So, you know, that's the most important thing. No, that is. I mean, working with what you've got and like controlling the scale and the scope is actually very very great for in, in any sort of indie studio but the, there have been indie games that would try to have this large scope and they would not have the budget for it or something would happen and either they would have to cut back or everything they want is in the game but it doesn't come out the way that they hope so the fact that you kind of kept everything okay, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it like this and that. 
uh, that is awesome. I know it's not everybody's of that, but uh, that's that, that yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my game, like I, I said it from day one. I was like, my game is not for everybody, um, but uh, I feel like everybody can enjoy watching it at least. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hope uh, as many people want to enjoy it can enjoy it, but. Also, um, I, I also know that some people don't like, you know, difficult games. Some people don't like runners and that's perfectly fine. We have millions of games out there um, and there's always something that, you know, to play or something to try that's different. Well, that's another interesting thing. You mentioned difficulty. Like, how do you go about that with this game? I base it off of me, really. Um, you can you can give level one to one person and they'll be terrible at it. You can give it to another person and they'll run through it without dying. Um, so like trying to balance it, especially on you know uh, a, a pretty much a solo dev type of like situation, um, would would take a, a enormous amount of playtesting from a lot of people um, that I don't have access to. So uh, I'm gonna base it off of uh, uh, my vision. And just kind of, you know, balance it between being, you know, easy enough for, you know, a kid to play, um, but uh, difficult enough for them to not want to go change the mode to insane mode, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's not like one of those, uh, uh, like, super media. Yeah, it's not Demon Souls. It's not Dark Souls or anything. Like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because somebody could call it, so this is Runner Souls. I don't even know how that would make sense. <laughs> But yeah, guitar yeah. hero, pretty much. <laughs> that would be. Yeah. Uh, but no, well, um, yeah, I try to keep it accessible. But um, I, I, I did leave uh, some difficulty in there for people who uh, want that, especially the speedrunners. Okay, well, that probably makes sense. I mean, what I was referring to is that uh, when you talk about like scale money, there's always there's that talk of hey, more money is better, and that could be true, but. Having to work with a smaller budget, I, there was there's this sense that, or not my, or uh, belief that if a game is this cheap or it isn't as like a hundred million dollars or anything lower than that, then it's probably not. Or or if it's so short, if it's just a couple hours long, because you mentioned uh, game length, and mm-hmm. I don't really think budget and length should be the validations for whether or not something is good but i know that's just not uh that, that i mean for, uh, it's not that's me. what some people think yeah yeah hey some people want those super long um hundred hour games and like a hey, more power to them there's a bunch of those out there uh there there's more for them to enjoy um i, I like those games too but um uh, like this game like the length was done on purpose uh, for the most part, because I wanted something that people can pick up and play and actually finish in like an afternoon. I, d- I didn't want to spend a week yeah. playing a game without being able to go to work. Um, so uh, like for people who, uh, you know, want those longer games, those longer games exist. I, I, I fully support you going out and finding those games and playing those games to your heart content. There's a lot of indie games that are that length. Yeah. Uh, so go check those out. But um, know it's okay if my game isn't your your cup of tea uh just don't just don't talk stuff about it keep it to yourself that's hey, all you, you you're putting your stuff out there there's gonna be those people there's gonna be people who are gonna go on the steam discussion forums and trolling 
They don't want it with me. They don't want the smoke with me. I'm ready. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think people would just draw into the colors that you have right here. Uh, I mean, the whole thing looking like sort of a, a glowing comic book. Because I, I, I do love the art direction here. That's just so eye-popping. Like, there's this destruction. And it looks like there's that... Uh, I don't, I don't know what type of filter you would say, but uh, it's the same filter that I, I would see in, you could say, into the Spider-Verse. I don't know what they call it, but what are the cases? Oh, you're you talking about the halftone stuff? Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, instead of like a normal glow, I put halftones on it just because uh, I thought stylistically it helped uh, the character and, you know, the environment a little bit more. Uh, a lot of people make the comparison to Spider-Verse and, hey, I'll, I'll take it. Um, it wasn't intentional, but you know, hey, that's that's an amazing movie. So anything to be compared to that is great to me. Well, I, I'm seeing like Spider Verse, and then also No More Heroes, because then you get into the the definition of the characters uh, again. Like uh, it, it really feels like a combination between Suda Fifty One and whoever the artists were on Into the Spider Verse, but still, I mean, it's a visually a stunning looking game and i i just feel like the platform looks very exciting and i so look forward to playing this of course thank you probably, i appreciate it man yeah and you mentioned this being on consoles as well in addition to pc like do you know at this point what consoles could it be on or is that still in the works well, yeah of course i know i hope i know yes. um but uh yeah the, the information is out there uh we got some more announcements coming up uh so you know it, you'll be able to play it on whatever you want just check out my twitter and we'll uh you know we'll be making some more announcements soon okay could you play it on the the apple watch no probably not <laughs> playing a runner on the apple i mean there'll be a tiny no, we, we'll just make you run and then once you do like once you jump over stuff you know we'll give you a point for it or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah or, or it could be one of those ar uh okay this is probably five or ten years in the future but what are the cases i'm just looking at this and you know it's a, a wonderful project you have going on uh, coming this year and to be supported by head up games and then uh looking that you have other games as well that just whether or not you plan on finishing whatever ones you, that you haven't because the other ones on your site are murder the reaper uh click you and also art armored and, oh, yeah 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 a lot of those is just like prototypes um um the ones under that are like uh complete games uh click was a kickstarter game that had a lot of attention but never got funded uh murder reaper was just like something i did on the side it's, it's up for free if you want to play it um but it was just like a prototype me just playing out uh playing out some game mechanics trying to figure out stuff um i ended up not you know kind of gravitating it to it too much and i, I was like oh, let me try a different concept and that's kind of why i started uh never yield well, I think that's great. I mean, that, that's great because this, I mean, looking at even the room uh, in, in, like I noticed in the back, you have a bunch of posters of different uh, franchises. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, to be able to fully realize the vision that you want for uh, a uh, fun or fun, fast uh, runner, I think that is awesome. 
I mean, especially, I mean, yeah, let's uh, go ahead and say it. You do have a main character uh, who is of color and just being the main developer, which that's one of the things that I found awesome about the idea of Black Voices in Gaming and that you were one of the speakers uh, for it, which I think is very important. I feel like there are more Black men and women in game development that not enough people know about. It's something I noticed even in things like, well, I wouldn't say like the the, uh, game awards, but, you know, I feel like the uh, diversity in game developers have not been embraced as much. And that's where I was happy to tune into Game Dev Direct and the see Your Project. I mean, how do you even feel about that with the current climate? Well, uh, I think in general, gamers don't really care about game developers. Uh, yeah. I think we, we should put more focus on like game devs um, because they, you know, actually make the games that everybody enjoys. They're like the directors um, and all of, all of these uh, things. So I, I feel like uh, we really need to put more uh, focus or, you know, give more attention to the game developers, the people who actually make the things that we enjoy so much. Um, but as far as, you know, Black game developers go, uh, the industry, you know, it, it, it's, it's a big topic. And, you know, the industry made a lot of mistakes. They still make the mistakes. But um, the past year has shown that they're trying to get better. Yeah. Um, I try not to knock people when they try to get better. Um, or like show uh, uh, attempt or acknowledge that there is a problem. Um, I could get here all day and just start talking about all the things that they did wrong. But, you know, it's a nice day outside. It's like the second day of spring. So I'm trying to be more positive about it. (laughs) I mean, you you should be. You got a a really uh, nice looking game uh, that is coming out later this year. And that has a demo free for anyone to try on steam so people can already yeah, go check it out a little bit about the game and look forward to it on the pc platform and console whenever that happens uh, i'm sure probably thinking about switch and playstation and xbox because head up has done uh console ports for pretty much everybody I wouldn't put it past mm-hmm. if they did it on there. Again, I'm not speaking for them because I I, I uh, don't work for no, them. That's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah, I, I don't want to get you toast. I, yeah, I don't want to put it, uh, put it out there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ariel Knight is coming on the Switch. It's confirmed. Because I know Gregory knows me. So Remember he's going to kick my butt in the <laughs> uh, no, whatever this comes out. I, I mean, the more the merrier for people to check this out. Now, one last thing. There is also, I notice something called a countdown. It's on the screen at the bottom. Now, oh, this is this is the timer that tracks uh, the uh, the current time or how much you spend in the level um, for the speedrunner, so they can like kind of know uh, how much you know where they're at. Um, so you know, it was it's a quality of life thing. So it's not a game where you're timed to complete this level or if you don't complete it and... Oh, no, you, you got as much time as you want. Okay. Although you have things like chasing after you, so I figure you wouldn't really have the time to stop or anything, but... Yeah, that's, it, it's one of the obstacles. It only happens sometimes. But, you know, uh, if you die, we got, we're really generous with checkpoints. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can try again. 
No, that is good. I mean, I'm just in awe of the the game and just uh, you know and everything that you got going for it. So you know, looking forward to it. Where do okay, yeah. So if you want to go down Steam again, uh, Ariel underscore Knight or follow Head Up Games because this is published under them. They'll probably have updates. Or if you want to follow yep. Bill Jones now, yep, any of those places. Yeah. <laughs> And I have to also put this as a disclaimer. When you put Neil Jones, make sure you put Neil Jones game developer because I typed in Neil Jones and it gave me Neil Jones. The yeah, game. No, no, you just type Ariel Knight, Ariel underscore Knight. That's how you find me. Or Ariel Knight. If you type in Ariel Knight into Google, I'm like the first thing that pops up. And since this game is not out yet, you're probably not thinking about future projects yet, just finishing this. But I mean, I'm sure whenever yeah I got, I got a couple other things going on okay. so you know this this, this project's pretty much wrapped up we're just doing uh some porting localization stuff but okay. you know it, it's, it's coming out real soon so that's why i always direct people to you know heads up twitter my twitter whatever um but you know real soon <laughs> yeah no looking forward to it man this will be on uh Pons press which is several podcast hosting platforms soundcloud spotify uh Google Play, I mean, anything that hosts a podcast platform we're on. Also, Facebook no. page, facebook.com slash pondspress, Instagram slash pondspress, Twitter at chasepond64. I also put in little video clips to upload on Insta Reels and TikTok, again, under pondspress for both, just a little uh, teaser for each of the uploads that come out. And join our Discord, Discord Pons Press community. We like to hang out, have fun, do watch parties, play games. I love spending time with other people and embracing the world of entertainment. So Neil is just awesome talking to you. And I am definitely keeping luck on to this game whenever it comes out. And yeah, I, thanks I, for having me, man. I appreciate it. Of course, I appreciate you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, you know, knowing that uh, you know you're hitting it big, <laughs> not that well, big. Don't but, tell you yourself, know. man. Hey, if if you if anybody gets on IGN or GameSpot, uh, they could forget you the next day. But the fact that you're on there for at least one day for one—no, I'm kidding. I, I actually like met some of the guys from IGN. They're really cool. So did not not know no. Uh, okay, I better stop this. For- <laughs> no it's all good but um yeah all that stuff's cool i need people to buy the game though that's that's the only thing no no that no that that is cool what i'm trying to say is that is big exposure that's a big website with millions of followers i mean hey that that you can't well you could i'll just say just keep it up and you'll you'll hopefully big youtuber i don't know you'll get it (laughs) thanks man i appreciate you yeah